I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of Private Parts Podcast. No, this is not a bonus episode. Oh, is this an ad? No, this is... (laughs) We just... It's not even an ad. This is our intro to to Tom Grennan. (laughs) All right. Well... Let me uh, stop you there, Jamie, because I've got something great in store for you today. What? Pop sensation. <laughs> you just going into it. What are you? Football superstar at 15. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the brilliant Tom Grennan. Listen, we, we can't go into the podcast that quickly. We've got to give a look. Why not? No, because we've got to, listen, you've got to, you've got to warm up. Hey, listen, what you're basically doing is getting a tea bag, putting it in the tea, then taking out, your tea's not strong enough. No, I mean, I think this, the episode speaks for itself. Yeah, but listen, then you, you haven't even put milk in it yet. You need to put some milk in it and a bit of sugar and twist it around. Get a little I bit like s- my tea black. <laughs> yeah? Yeah? Yeah. That's how I take my tea. <laughs> okay. Okay, fine. Have you ever trying, when you have tea, black tea, it actually tastes exactly the same as tea with milk in it? Uh, well, I don't know about that because milk gives it a sort of creamy texture. <laughs> Why are you laughing at that? I don't know. You're I laughing just... at creamy texture. I, I, I prefer, yep. you know, to be honest, I don't really drink that much tea other than like a matcha. Um, I thought we were about to say it in a match. Yeah, Other than in a match. Other than when I'm playing a match. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I, I just have a, um, a filter coffee. Oh, wait, are you telling me that or are you telling the listeners? No, I just thought I have. I have a filter coffee. Generally, I have it, I have it black because I don't like to put milk in. You know, if you really want to get to know a bean... You can't just fire steam through it in like an yeah, espresso it's machine. It's crazy. Um, but basically, you get like a, a, a grinder, mm-hmm. like a proper coffee grinder, mm-hmm. and then you get the beans, you know, that have been roasted before they've been ground. You probably have never seen a, a bean that's not been ground before. But then you take that and you weigh it out, the, the, amount, the amount of beans that you need to mm-hmm. grind. And then you grind the beans. <clears throat> and basically... The thing that a lot of people don't know about uh, about beans is that when you grind yeah. them, um, you basically open them up to, to dry out, so you can lose a lot of that uh, the the oily coffee essence, which is most of the mm-hmm. flavour. So w- what you want to do is grind them like just before you actually filter them, and then that's the perfect uh, process. Uh, sweet. So uh, to all of our listeners who hopefully haven't uh, clicked off. Uh, we have a lovely episode. Yeah, people are interested in that. Yeah, we have a lovely episode for you today. We have the wonderful, the singer, the talented Tom Grennan on the podcast. Now, a little uh, note just before we go into it. Um, Tom did have a little bit of struggle with his audio, so it may be not as clear as some of the other episodes. But still... Hey, why didn't you say that to his face? Uh, didn't say that to his face, did I? Sweaty till he's gone. Yeah, you well, just make fun of his audio. <laughs> well, listen, it was just that's that's, that's it. That's it. His bread and butter. That was his audio. It wasn't his fault. He's just his undermining fault. his entire wasn't career. His fault. Wasn't his fault. It was. It was the internet's fault. But apart from that, it was a great episode. We chatted about lots of things, and he was very open and honest about some really important topics. So hopefully, you're going to enjoy this one as always. Um, please, ladies and gentlemen, no, please um, sit back. Not yet. Not yet. Stop the what tea, you're doing. The tea bag's still in. Tea bag's still in. 
if you and would listen no. to this wonderful episode if you would like to follow us on instagram it's at private podcast if you would like to send us an email um with a story or some comments or anything at all uh we would very much draw that we'd read it out on our bonus episodes on wednesdays um that is contact at privatepartspodcast.com and if you want to leave a comment or review that would be very welcome as well right francis you now can take the tea bag out and put the milk in instead of the sugar God. jamie look i've already done it oh you haven't because we haven't intro we're still talking ladies and gentlemen as i said before <laughs> the brilliant <laughs> pop sensation former football superstar at fifth under 15 football superstar he once got offered a scholarship uh, to a top American he's too strong university. he's too strong now too much sugar in it he has a brilliant too much uh, milk you're overflowing it uh, insight on the music industry. <laughs> Just intro. Ladies and gentlemen, the wonderful <laughs> Tom Grennan. Tom Grennan. If you're a musician, you're automatically cool. Do you think that's true? Yeah. Well, I, I'm a musician, so I guess <laughs> that, that is true. <laughs> Tom, do you, do you think that's true? The musicians are normally cool, right? No. What? Nah. I know a few uncool musicians, but I'm not going to name any. Wait, wait, go on, name one. Nah, nah, nah. I'm not outing anybody. Tom Grennan. He's an uncool musician. I know who you're talking of, Tom. Who? You're talking of... Uh... Beyonce. Yeah, you're speaking of Beyonce. Nah. Have you seen her new, f- have you seen her new film? It no, is... what... what... I, I've heard about it, Mate. about Black, Black is King. Oh my God, it's... Like, I wasn't actually a massive Beyonce fan before watching this film and listening to to this new record, and I'm, like, converted, and I'm... Why? Now, why really? Why explain why, it's, why is it so good? Well, she's, like, done this whole, like, continuous music video for this whole record, and it's, like, the story of Simba. It's also, like, cinematic. It, like, it talks and... And like about like what's going on in the world at the moment, um, and it's just it's just amazing. It's just, and like it's it's just dripping in money as well. Do you know what I mean? It just looks it's it's just dripping <laughs> in money. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, big budget, yeah. massive when, when budget. When I when you know Tom, you know I'm, I'm a fan of yours, and and the first time I heard your music, and and I I knew that your your favourite song would probably be Halo by Beyonce. Of course. You kinda, that's probably yours. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a shower song, 100%. <laughs> reverb, you reverb in the shower, 100%. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Private Parts Podcast. This is where we read the most intimate assorted details of our lives on the podcast today. Tom Grennan. Woohoo! Finally, man. I've been oh, wanting right, to meet finally. you. I've been wanting to meet both of you for ages, man. Mate, listen, I oh, likewise. likewise to you. So I, I, I flirted with Tom and sent him my, a, a direct message. He slipped um, in. I, I slipped, oh, I sli- I slipped into the message saying, can we please get you on? And then lots of things, lockdown happened, all that kind of stuff happened. But, uh, mate, listen, one of, one of our good buddies, Oliver Proudlock, um, sings your praises yeah, he's, to the I end. Love him. I love him. Mate, he, I love him. He's a good dude, right? And yeah. so we're super happy that we got you on. So wait, yeah, before we get into the whole shenanigans, have you, how, because we got to ask this question, how has lockdown been for you? Have you had fun? Have you been mm. doing music? What have you been up to? I actually went, I moved back with my mum and dad and my brother. So uh, mm-hmm. I moved back to Bedford where, where I'm from and 
and I actually really, really enjoyed it. Like, I had to learn how to live with my mum and dad again because I haven't lived at home since I was 18, so um, that was a bit, like, crazy. How much did you nearly want to have to kill them as well? Cause that Do you know what? Not at all. We really, really, really got on. Um, and me, and my, me and my brother really, really got on as well, and we just started... Is that where you are now? No. I've, I'm now back in London, um, and I'm in a new house now in London, so I'm, like, feeling very, very chilled. But... Um, yeah, man, I really enjoyed lockdown. I, I didn't drink through lockdown. I stopped smoking through lockdown. Oh, great. And That's so rock star of you. So well rock done. star of me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, we have Tom Grennan on the podcast. He's a, he's a rock star. He went back, lived with his parents and gave up alcohol and smoking. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Wicked, man. That's I'm so happy, happy to have you on. Uh, no. <laughs> That's so jokes. To be fair, I feel, yeah. It's just so uncool. I told you I'm the uncoolest musician. Oh my god! Do you, do you know what, guys? Talking of rock stars, and if you haven't seen it already, I watched the BBC Three documentary, True Lies on Avicii. Have you? Have you oh, guys? Oh yeah, I haven't oh, seen it. Bye bye. God, that it's good. It, it's. Do you know what it is? It's really into any all our listeners out there. If you want to go and have a really good watch or something, go and check it have out. You, have you heard the theory that he he faked his own death? Uh, like Elvis and people like that. Yeah, apparently. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> there's loads of people who think he's he's faked his own death. Really? Avicii. Because he was it. Where was he? Where was he? Was he? In like Oman. apparently, he was in Oman. Yeah. It's a good way to sell records, isn't it? Is is yeah. it? Good, do you think it would be a good way to sell records? What to fake your own death and then come back? Yeah. Like yeah, like the ga- Angel Gabriel or something. Hundred <laughs> percent. If you, yeah, if you <laughs> fake your own death and then <laughs> like and then had a resurrection, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. came back. Just, <laughs> what would happen if you faked your own death and suddenly came back and was just like, by the way, I was kidding. I'm still oh. alive. Like that would be. A... You'd be hated. You'd be hated. <laughs> yeah, because loads of people would have wasted tears, wouldn't it? Oh, I thought he, I th- Jamie thought you were saying he'd be hated if he faked his own death. No, no, no. Yeah, you'd be hated. Everyone would be like, good. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> if I came back from the dead, they'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake. Would you just fuck off? <laughs> fuck off. We thought you were dead. <laughs> uh, but it's true. It's because... <laughs> I, I, I sort of think, I think that if I died or I faked my own death, I really don't think Made in Chelsea views would go through the roof. I just think <laughs> it would just be like, thank fucking God, he's gone. What a douchebag. But with, with you're fishing for compliments, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, no, I was yeah. going to say, you're, no, you're not a douchebag, Jamie. You're the key man in Made in Chelsea, man. Yeah. You're what makes that program. You're what makes it, mate. <laughs> but, it wouldn't be anything without you. Yeah. But, but, but Tom, I want to hear your your opinion on this because you're obviously in the industry. So with Avicii, what was so interesting about it, as I said to listeners, you go and check it out because it's a really amazing insight into that kind of world. Um, you know, what I kind of realized, he's like pushed beyond his limits. And yeah. he, he, it feels like he, like touring was fun at the beginning, but then it wasn't. He He started to drink too much because he was nervous to go on stage. But I think he was also touring so much, like uh, like when you're flying around, even if you're on a private jet, like going across time zones, never being able to like calibrate your circadian rhythm, mm. it can be, it just, it must be bad for your, I think that's your, why, like, your health. I think that's why like a lot of musicians turn to drugs and alcohol and and because of, when you're on stage, yeah, you have an adrenaline rush and if you, for me definitely, like you're always chasing a buzz, do you know what I mean? Mm. 
Mm. And as well with the type, like if you like, especially being a DJ, I'm not a DJ, so I wouldn't know. But I know DJs, their time, their time sets, they're playing at four o'clock in the morning till, till what, yeah. whatever time. So, so more time to, they need to stay up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not yeah, saying yeah, do yeah. drugs. I'm not saying do that. But that's what, like. But it comes hand in hand, it doesn't comes it? it? Comes hand, hand in hand. One hundred percent. So, and then obviously it, the it, pressure of it as well. When you when you when you get to a massive to be a become a massive massive like artist i think there's pressure of putting out good music that that you've put out before i think there's pressure of being able to put on a good show um mm. and yeah so yeah, do you I know what Tom, that's to, that's totally true because that's what he was sort of saying in this documentary mm. is that it, it's it's not it's like he he was trying to explain, he said, I don't understand, like lots of people don't see my job as stressful, but it is so stressful because not only are you performing all the time, which is nerve wracking and it's late nights and all these kind of things, you're performing to a big crowd, but it's that kind of thing. And you, you know, as a musician, you want to be as good as your last song. It's like a director, yeah. right? You want to be as good as your last movie. Mm, so, and, and also like, you know, it's the fact of like constantly sounding Different. That's what I find so interesting about being a musician is that how the hell do you make one song sound different to the other to sound different to the other mm -hmm. sound different to the other? How do you do that? Uh, for me, I just write songs. I kind of don't have like, especially I've just finished my second record, which was meant to be out. It was meant to be out in June, but now obviously because of lockdown, it didn't come out. But my first record, I made a record that got put into an indie kind of category. Mm. And for me, when I first got signed, when I first started writing music, and I didn't really know what I was doing, and I was listening to a lot of indie music, so I kind of that kind of needed to come out of me. But this record, my second record, I was like, the music that I really, really love is gospel, is like Motown, is like soul music. So I was like, I want to step away from the indie kind of indie world and step into that that kind of gospel soul. Motowny world, so I think if you want to sound different, I think you need to be in in a room with people who know that music. I think you need mm. to know that music too, and like, and again to like make that music, but then make it your own. You need to experiment. You need to kind of yeah. experiment because I'm a singer more more times than anything. I'm I'm a singer, so before writing the record, I was listening to loads of gospel, loads of like yeah. soul, and I was like trying to imitate their voices, but then put it into my voice to which then takes it takes it to down my route do you know what i mean i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because Ed Sheeran always talks about when he started out, he was like rapping and going to all these like rap contests and, you know, and yeah. freestyle things and all that kind of stuff because, and he's the most like 
untypical person to be in that sort of scenario and he was doing it because you have to experience it and feed it and breed it because yeah. so many like if you so many musicians are, also to understand it you have yeah. to kind yeah. of 100 percent yeah 100 percent because there's so many musicians so many people out there who want to become musicians right but they don't like live and breathe it they just think that okay i can just make a song and i'll make a song here and I'll make a song there but you have to literally eat it every day don't you oh uh, yeah like at the moment, I'm not writing because that little bit of my brain has kind of been pulled out of me because of I've written the record now. But when writing a record, you have to, like you say, live and breathe it. You're in the studio from God knows what time till God knows what time. When I'm sleeping, I'm singing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I remember being in, in bed. <laughs> How with... annoying. I'm yeah, I know, you, I know. I'd be like, shut the hell up. I know, <laughs> it's so annoying. Like, I remember being in bed with someone and, and she was like, you legitly just sung all night. And I was like, because these songs are keep, you need to keep going. And like, yeah. but then I wake up sometimes and, I've, <laughs> yeah. and I wake myself up singing and then, I'm, and then I've sung this melody in my dream and then I'm, I've got to go to my phone and then sing it, sing it into my phone and then go back to sleep. Yeah. It's like oh, So you actually hear it, so you hear it, so you actually dream uh, these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's happened before, yeah. That that ha- that happened to me to me actually. It, <laughs> Here was, we go. Here we go. Here so we go. Tom, I don't I, I don't tell many people this, but I actually make I make some techno music. Um, you tell people true? this all and the time. You tell this all. You, what? Yeah, yeah. you tell people that you told this on. I don't go on about <laughs> it, but but the point is, but the point is, I make techno. So I I, was, I don't I wouldn't say I'm a musician as my sort of main. But you are though. Uh, if you're making music. But you but I, but I make, but I make, make music. I enjoy. I don't. I don't really release a lot of stuff. I just kind of enjoy making it. But uh, but I've had uh, m- moments where I've sort of like imagined. Uh, I've, sort of, I've sort of dreamed a, a, a sort of melody or like even like a sort of, sort of syncopated rhythm, and then I'll yeah. get up and make it into Ableton. Sick. And it is just the best. Like I think it's just. I, I don't know. It's it's strange being able to extract something from the dream world yeah. and actually then have it in the real world it's just like an amazing yeah it's 100 percent thing i'm not gonna lie to you when i wake up i'm like fucking listen to it i'm like that is shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yeah, yeah. it does happen it's, it's the same it's the same thing when you have like you have like a dream and you wake up from the dream and you go oh my god and you try and explain your dream to someone and you go like yeah. and I was walking down the road and in your head it's making sense and then you, as you start to explain it you're like mm. this is fucking bizarre yeah. you feel so vulnerable yeah. when you're saying you're like actually this is weird <laughs> when I'm when I'm, ex- when I'm explaining a dream I'm like I do all hand movements and I was like this that yeah. and then everyone's like Mate, you're chatting yeah, rubbish. Shut up, you fucking freak. <laughs> yeah, but also, but, but also um, Tom, so you're saying that you, you, you kind of, when you, you've written your album, you've done all of that, you kind mm. of, you spent all of your sort of creative side of that. Once that's all come out of you, is it quite hard to get that creative bit back in for like a couple of weeks? Is it almost like you've played like a football match or you've trained yeah. your hardest? I think it's completely like, gone? yeah, it's like for me anyway, it's, you have to be an athlete, do you know what I mean? In, yeah. in that way. And when an athlete's been burnt out, you need rest, do you know what I mean? So, but some people, some like, I don't know how, like Ed Sheeran and, and people like that, they can, they're on all the time. On, on, on. For me, I'm like, when I was writing this record, I needed to say what I needed to say, I needed to write what I needed to write about. And then as soon as I was finished and happy with the songs that I had, then I was like, now I can relax. And, um, and that's what that's what's happened. I'm kind of I've kind of like my creative mind has moved on to like writing. Uh, like I'm trying to write a book at the moment, so ah. um, 
Yeah. What, so what, what of, about? Uh, I'm actually, well, I've actually finished it. I've written it with a lady called Helen. Um, it's an exclusive. I've, I've said it on a podcast before, but I didn't say what it was about. But I'll t- well, it's tell not you. an exclusive then, Tom. You've well, no, no, no. no, 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 no. It's just an exclusive. We want an exclusive. It, it is an exclusive. It is, but it's it's a it's a children's book. If um, ah. yeah. So I've tried to put myself in that kind like of Peppa Pig. No, I wish. Bloody hell! <laughs> fucking, he's peed up. Yeah, <laughs> it, he's so moneyed up. Um, but no, it's uh. I wanted to do. I, I've been. Li- I was reading and listening to a load of like Roll Dolls through through lockdown and and before lockdown as well. And I would love to mm. like. I'd love to write a book like that. Well, I but, I think. I, yeah. Mate, the Roll Doll books are insane. The twits. Mate, the oh, twits. George's George yeah. medicine. medicine. It's mate. so good. Have you been to the Roll Doll Museum? Yeah, so good. Yeah. Have you seen? There was a really good. Uh, there was a really good old BBC archive footage of Ro- Roald Dahl, like in his writing yeah. uh, chair. Yeah, yeah. Talk, have you, did I you see that? that? Yeah, yeah. Talk, talking about writing, yeah, it's, re- yeah. it's really good. It's really yeah. good. Because Tom, what it se- what it seems like, because the way you talk about Roald Dahl and things like that, it seems that you have like a lot of inspiration from, and and a lot of people have inspiration from other people. But you know, for someone like myself or whoever, I would say, oh, I like that person. But you almost sort of study them. It feels like. Yeah, that you would you, you would study I, Roald Dahl, you would study musicians. I definitely do. Yeah, I definitely like try to get into the brain of of them people. But why? Because that gives you the kind of energy and the creative sort of spirit to kind of I turn think, it into your own voice, as you said. I think for inspiration more than anything. I think like I wouldn't be like put my head and let me be that person. Like, let me try to do what they do. But inspiration of like, I would love to create something that is on is on a level and like gets into people like they did. Do you know what I mean? So it gives you a standard of measurement, That's right? To, exactly. to say, look, I, I want to make something as good as this. How am I going to go about doing that? Just by first trying to imitate it and then putting your own spin exactly. on it. Exactly. That's, that's exactly. Yeah. Tom, you got to be honest with me. You know, you're, you're 20, you're 25 years old. You're yeah. a singer. You're a good looking guy. You're pretty damn Thanks. famous. You've done, I mean, big things, right? You've, you've done like MTV showcases. You've, you know, done stuff with like Charlie XCX. I mean, you're big. You probably get some ladies' attention occasionally, mate. right? Yeah. If you got Come my on. attention when I slid into your DMs, you probably get some <laughs> ladies' attention starting in, right? Come on. When a when a girl comes over to the crib, right? She comes over. You obviously show her your back garden. <laughs> obviously, nice. Of course, because <laughs> that's what you do. Because you got yeah. a nice back garden. Of course. Do you then say to them? Because I can imagine you'll do this. You go. Um, sit down here and you get them to sit down. And they pull out a guitar. Yeah, do you go and get the guitar crowd? Absolutely <laughs> do not do that. Don't get me wrong. Come on, buddy. Few, be honest. Been a, there's been a few nights where, like, they're like, who are you? I'm like, what? You don't know? And then just pull out a guitar <laughs> out, of, out of my pocket. <laughs> just ring. And they're like, all right. A ukulele. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You, a little you, violin. You, <laughs> I can imagine, Tom, what you do is, you sit down there and they, they go, oh, my God, uh, so 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 what do you do? And you go, ah. I mean, as soon as you come in, there's records on the wall. So I'm like, I show off straight away. I'm like, ah. So, so, so they say, so they say, they they walk in and they go, what's that? And you go, just uh, just my records. And they go, oh, you, you're a singer. And you go, am I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, they go, oh, that's woo. interesting. And then you, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you then take out your guitar yeah. and they keep saying, no, no, listen, I, I, I don't, I don't, yeah, yeah. don't want to hear you play guitar. No. And you go, what, you want to hear me play the guitar? Okay, if I have to. Yeah, I hate that guy at a party, yeah, who gets a guitar out. I hate that guy because I'm like, 
Just what about the guy on the beach? Oh, I hate that guy too. However, though, if I'm that, if I'm like mashup, I will join in and I'll be like, give me that guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll be two hours on the guitar. So then I, I just end up hating myself. And I'm like, in the morning, I just fucking like wake up to videos and I'm like, oh no, I've become that guy. Uh. I've become that guy. <laughs> I, also, I also reckon when you, you do become that guy and you have one of those nights where you're a bit too drunk or something like that and you start singing and someone tries to like talk over you go excuse me yeah I guys, do. come on get everyone <laughs> i had to stand get everyone no 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 hold on yeah <laughs> no i'm not if i i've done it a few times i'm not gonna lie to you just shut the fuck up i'm playing <laughs> join in if you want yeah isn't it <laughs> uh, did you ever did you ever because um you know, born in Bedford, mm. uh, you know, living up there. Did you ever do the kind of just Justin Bieber style? Did you ever go and busk on the streets and things like that? Uh, I didn't stop doing music till I was like 18. Did Justin Bieber busk so, on the streets? I'm going to tell you the story. If my, and my, I'm going to my friend watches this and listens to this podcast. So I'm going to tell you. I was in school, right? And uh, it, it was just as Justin Bieber like came to the thing and, and, and his name's James. He came up to me. He's like, Tom, I found this guy on YouTube. He's got a voice of an angel, voice of an angel. And I'm like, who? And it's Justin Bieber. And I'm like, this guy, I'm just like, mate, what are you on about? And then it, and then obviously became Justin Bieber. But now, every time we talk about Justin Bieber, it's voice of an angel for James. So James, if, James yeah. thinks he could have been Scooter Braun. He's like, yeah. well, I found him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. But, it, but it's true. Yeah, Justin Bieber, Justin Bieber uh, was busking on the streets in Canada and as a little kid and uh, people used to film him and then he filmed himself and it went on YouTube and he used to get crowds and that's how he yeah. became famous from busking on the streets. It's like that geezer, it's like that geezer in the, um, in the shopping mall. Do you see him? Who's that? He's like oh country, yes, yeah, yeah, kid. with the hat on, with a big oh, hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah, like yeah, yeah. humongous <laughs> now. He's done so songs with like Miley Cyrus. Yeah, yeah, I saw, I saw he's got like, he's got an album out and stuff. Yeah, yeah it's actually quite good. Is it? Yeah, it actually is. Yeah, it, he is quite good. He, he's the yodeling. Yodeling, yodeling, yodeling. Yeah, yeah, the yodeling. yodeling yeah, 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 that guy. Yodeling, yodeling. Um, uh, right, yeah. uh, Tom, it's time for that moment in the podcast where Francis, you give us the question of the week. What is the oldest toy in the world? According to... Um, Archaeologists. What is the oldest toy in the world, according to archaeologists? Right, Tom, as our guest, you get to go first. Uh, I would say, like, two rocks. Two rocks? <laughs> yeah. What? Like, Kate, like... Two rocks? Kate, like Isn't Kate, that two like, toys? I suppose, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, of course. two rocks? Yeah, if, <laughs> if you're like... Hey, you play with this. Yeah, like, cavemen and that, back in the day, would have been like clapping rocks together, do you know what I mean? And it becomes yeah. a toy. That, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> we should sell these. That, yeah, we should sell these to kids. <laughs> uh, I would say two rocks, yeah. Okay, two rocks. I'm not going to go for two rocks because I think that is the dumbest <laughs> answer we've had. <laughs> two rocks. All right, what's yeah. your answer then, Jamie? Okay, my answer, I'm going to go for the teddy bear. No, that's a dumb answer that's, as well. That's even dumber than two rocks. Isn't it? That's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to find out in part two. Tom, you can't go anywhere. You ready for part two? I'm here, man. I'm All here. Right. We'll see you guys in a second. Bye-bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.